Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. We've been hearing that soccer is the next big thing in the United States for decades. Well, up to this point, it hasn't exactly come to fruition, but I think it's pretty undeniable right now that soccer has grown so much in this country in the last few years. And with that has come a whole lot of new fans that are, are, have a fresh look on this sport in this country. And with the World Cup on the horizon, things are absolutely exploding. Now, to explore what it's going to take to push soccer over that last hill to really get it into the mainstream of sports in the United States. I brought on a man who I think is perfect for this. He is a YouTuber with 80,000 subscribers. He is a self-proclaimed NBA fan that recently started making soccer videos and I think really started to fall in love with this sport and is a new fan. He is the Bronco. The Bronco, thank you for coming on the show. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so I've been watching your videos. They've kind of been going through uh, the U.S. men's national team circles, especially some of your reaction videos to like uh, the the USA versus Mexico game and some of the live games that you've been to uh, just because of your energy. And, you know, your, your videos are really popular. You do a great job with your reactions. But I, I think it's your perspective as a brand new fan to this sport and, and sort of the fresh eyes that you bring to it. I mean, seeing videos where you're reacting to like older U.S. soccer games and, you know, you don't exactly know who like Michael Bradley is or something like that. Mm -hmm. It's so cool to see such a new fan, but I want to get to the start. So like before you really started making uh, videos about soccer, what was your experience with soccer? Okay. So before that, I actually played soccer when I was like four or five years old, but then, you know, just growing up like people in my community and just maybe across the United States in general, a lot of people just drop it to play basketball and American football and stuff like that. That's like one of the most well, obviously the most popular sports in the United States. So after that, I just completely scrapped it. I didn't watch it. I like I explained like before the um off camera, I didn't see no highlights, like sports center don't post any highlights, anything like that, the Instagram page. I was just completely blind. I didn't know nothing about the whole other side over there. You know, yeah, they and say, that's uh, one of the they say soccer the most important sport in the world. I ain't really <laughs> put too much thought into that when they said it. But after I reacted to like how big it is over there, like overseas, you know, I was like, whoa. Yeah, you bring up some really great points. I mean, everybody does play soccer whenever they're kids in the United States. It's like something just everybody does. Uh, but at a certain point, people drop it and it isn't on TV. It isn't on Sports Center. It isn't, you know, ESPN doesn't cover it as much on their YouTube channel or their uh their Instagram channel. So you do have to go elsewhere to find it, which is very frustrating about the growth of the sport. But looking at your YouTube channel, you were making like MMA reaction videos and then one day you decided to make a soccer video. Tell me about how that came about. Okay, so I first started doing reaction videos like around COVID when COVID first hit in 2020. I was just doing like MMA and boxing, because I'm a huge MMA and boxing fan. And I also did basketball, obviously, as you see in my title, NBA fan reacts and whatnot. And then somebody in my comments, that was like, react to a Lionel Messi video. I think it was like Lionel Messi best skills or something like that. And I reacted to that and I was like, damn, I didn't know they get down like that. Like the, the skills that I was seeing and he was breaking people ankles. Like I love ankle breakers in basketball. So to see... <laughs> ankle breakers in soccer i was like oh okay that's nice right here so after that they kept asking they were like okay now react to this now react to this now react to this and i started reacting and learning and that's how it came about 
So it started with a lot. I think a lot of people that found their love for soccer kind of watching like Ronaldo and Messi yeah. like YouTube videos, like yeah. it, especially like people my age, like the, whenever YouTube was kind of like fresh, like that was one of the big things that people mm. did, man. So like, and you had like no concept of like Lionel Messi, Cristiano Ronaldo, Real Madrid, Barcelona. Did you know about these teams and these places and how people like supported these clubs or, or was that all fresh? Our partners at Bet Online continue to be your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports development, including this year's basketball championship finals, the NHL hockey conference finals, Major League Baseball, and the latest fighting news, and even next season's early NFL futures. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE to get the bonus and get into the action. Bet online where the game starts. Okay, so I didn't know about the support system, but I knew that Lionel Messi and Cristiano was like the two biggest stars. Like I knew mm -hmm. of them. I knew they had like the most Instagram followers, like out of everybody. That's how that's what made me realize how big they were when people said that like Lionel had like a hundred million more than LeBron or something like that. And I'd be like, yeah. no, he don't. And then I go check Instagram and I'm like, dang, he do. So they made me realize how big it was. And I did know of um, Barcelona and Real Madrid, you know, that was like the two biggest clubs almost. And I got, I actually got a funny story because like in 2018, when the world cup was happening, um, I was just flipping through the channel and then uh, it was a game, Croatia and Nigeria. I had watched that mm -hmm. game. And then I seen Luka Magic. That's how I found out about Luka Magic. Like, I knew who Luka Magic was before I knew who Neymar was. Just to add scope in that. And he was just going off against um, Nigeria. And Nigeria had a dude named Musa or something like that. And those was, like, the only two dudes that I really knew outside of Lionel and uh, Cristiano before I started reacting to football. So. I mean, the World Cup brings so many people in, and you picked a good game because Luka Modric was, like, on top of the world in that tournament, and Nigeria yeah. had some of the best jerseys uh, yeah, in definitely. World Cup history in that tournament. They always have great jerseys. Uh, but anyway, yeah, so you started watching these videos, and, and like, slowly you, you, you did, did people were asking for more, or did you start, like, looking up more soccer at that point? How did it kind of grow for you? People was asking for more. That was like, all right, react to Cristiano now, react to Neymar, react to Mbappe, react to all the big stars and stuff like that. And after I reacted to the big stars, then that was like, now you got to start reacting to games and stuff like that. And you mentioned that you really like seeing people get crossed up in basketball and it was kind of similar. Do you find similarities between uh, basketball and soccer or, or maybe soccer and any other American sports? Uh, not really. I, I ain't gonna no. see it's different. It's it's completely different in my eyes, anyway. Cause you know, soccer is like straightforward, 45 minutes, no breaks. It's just the pay the whole pacing and everything, especially compared to the NFL and whatnot. Like the pacing is different. It's it's like teamwork is more involved when it comes to mm -hmm. soccer compared to basketball or NFL. Cause the basketball, one person can do it to a certain extent. Like my fans used to get mad at me when I used to be like, like when um this team blew a lead and say Messi was on that team. And I'll be like, dang, Messi, you went out like that. And the fans would be on my head, like, one person can't change the outcome that much. You know, they got teammates and then the team, you know, it's just stuff like that. So it's I don't, I don't it's hard for me to find like specific, like tangible similarities, but yeah, I don't know. 
So now that you're kind of into it a little bit more, are you seeing more of it? Do you, do you think that it's kind of growing, at least uh, in your purview uh, within the United States? Oh, oh, definitely in the United States. Yeah, I see um, my Instagram. Actually, the Sports Center and Bleacher Report pages actually started posting about it more. Um, like when we beat Mexico in the uh, I think it was the Gold Cup. Or whenever Chris we beat him in the, the Gold Cup, we beat him yeah, in the yeah, Nations three League. We beat him in the Whenever Chris did hit that penalty kick, it did he system like sports yeah. and post that on their page. Like that was cold bloody right there. And then instead of the comments, usually the comments on soccer posts would be like not a real sport and whatnot. But now comments when it comes to like the Euro 2020 winners or Champions League winners, it's just people talking about the game and stuff like that. So yeah, so you bring up Mexico, and one of the big differences between like soccer and especially uh, like international soccer and a lot of American sports is we get this like international thing. We get to have the U.S. men's national team play. Yeah. We don't really get that really in basketball outside of the Olympics or in the NFL yeah, at all or anything else. Yeah. And whenever it comes to the U.S., I'm assuming you didn't really know much about the U.S. national team coming in. Whenever you first started uh, finding out about this kind of USA-Mexico rivalry, uh, tell me about your experience with that. Man, in middle school, um, I live in Texas, so it's a lot of Hispanics. So Hispanics will always come like with their Mexico jerseys or be talking about soccer and stuff like that. And with the Liga MX, you know, they got a um, I actually thought Mexico was like the leaders in soccer. Like I thought they won the World Cup every year <laughs> just because that's all I was exposed to. I thought they yeah. Mexico breeded the coldest players in soccer. I thought it was a sport. I'm just thinking like they the main characters basically until I discovered the whole other side in Europe, stuff like that. All right. But so, you know, in the league of MX, you got teams called, you got uh, America and Chivas, the little two yeah, rivalry yeah. right there. So the Hispanics, my Hispanic friends will always come to school, talk about the Chivas in America's game. And I used to always be like, America go beat y'all, America go beat y'all. And they used to be like, you know, it's not the USA America, right? It's an actual like Mexican team. So I always just be competitive like that. And when it comes to USA, Mexico, I know Mexico used to always beat us a lot, majority of the time. So that's what makes it so sweet. The fact that we done beat them like three times in a row. Basically. It sounds like you got to watch that uh, that Nations League final, the one where Christian hit the penalty and he shushed. Oh, yeah. And that yeah. was one of the most insane soccer games that I've ever seen. Uh, yeah. Was that did, did, was that your first USA game that you watched, or did you watch many before that? Um, it actually, now that I think about it, it actually probably was my first game. And I was definitely talking a lot of trash after that. And that, that's what set it off. That's, that's a game to watch as your first like USA soccer game. That's a game to watch for something like that to happen in it. And there's a lot of really young, exciting players on this U.S. men's national team. Guys like Christian Pulisic, Weston McKinney, Tyler Adams, Serginho Des, Gio Reyna. Uh, we got to see a lot of those guys on that game and throughout World Cup qualifying. Uh, what do you think that guys like that uh, can do to bring in more uh, maybe like mainstream U.S. sports fans that aren't really soccer fans? You just got to come in with that swag. That's the main thing that I talk about. Like, you need polarizing figures to try and bring people, bring eyes to the sport. You know, like NBA, you got LeBron and Steph Curry and stuff like that. NFL, you had Joe Burrow. He was this dude who came in, new dude with the chains. And I'm not saying you got to wear, like, a lot of jewelry, but, like, you just got to be captivating. If, if, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Like Christian, after he hit that shot and he hit the shush and then they took the picture and it's all across social media, USA. Well, that was a dos acero, right? 
Uh, that one was not. No. Okay, it wasn't. Okay, okay, okay. But yeah, he hit the sus. That's like a legendary yeah. photo right there, and it's it, it it makes it infamous. You see it on social media, and you're like, oh, who is this dude? Maybe I want to come and tune in and watch this dude. You know, it's just like <laughs> young players. It's it's a bright future. You you got all these good young players, and you know the future is bright. Have you been following some of those guys, Christian, Weston, Tyler, those players? Yeah, yeah, Christian, uh, Weston, Timothy Weyer. Timothy Weyer actually probably my favorite. Nah, nah, Weston McKinney is my favorite because he hometown boy because I'm from Dallas area. He from the Dallas area. You know, he went through the FC Dallas Academy and whatnot. So I really be riding with Weston because I like his aggressiveness and he like an enforcer out there. Like, he, you know. So, yeah, Weston is one of the most likable soccer yeah, players on, right, in the right. national team in recent memory. And, and you are from Dallas, and, and I've seen that you've gone to some uh, FC Dallas games as well. Mm-hmm. MLS is like this whole different conversation when it comes to American soccer. Even among soccer fans in this country, it's kind of a polarizing thing. What has your experience been going to MLS games and following FC Dallas? The game is funny because the games I've been to has actually been good. Like the first game I went to, I think we played the Colorado Rapids and Brandon Cervania had hit like a real super deep like goal. I think we won that like we it was a lot of goals, put it like that. Like when I went to the game, I was like, I hope it don't be nil nil. You know, I hope it don't be zero zero. But I think that game ended up like three one or something like that. So for my first game to go there and it be 3-1, and I had a lot of fun. I liked the atmosphere and whatnot, even though, you know, you got my subscribers. They, a lot of them Europeans, they like, what is this atmosphere, you know? <laughs> Everybody not cheering. They always do that, and they be getting on my nerves. So next time I go to the game, I'm going to definitely be in the supporter section, see how that is, and make a video about that. And Oh, also, when we played Houston Dynamo, there was a derby game, the Texas Derby, as they call it. So um, Houston actually was up. 1-0, and then we didn't score till like the 90th minute. And then, so we tied it up right at the 90th minute, and then we actually ended up winning the game like two minutes later in extra time. So that was a real live experience to be a part of right there too. That's awesome, man. So I, I don't know if you've been to uh, NFL games or NBA games or college, yeah. whatever. What is kind of the differences in atmosphere and like game day experience between that and what you experienced at the uh, FC Dallas games? So with FC Dallas, it's like, well, with soccer in general, um, when it comes to like the supporter section and stuff, you know, they singing the whole game, chanting the whole game. Well, I know FC Dallas isn't, isn't really that big, like compared to the Atlanta, you know, they the uh, mm-hmm. Atlanta United against their crowd. But it was, it's just really the difference is just like chanting all game and, you know, rooting on your team like that, singing songs and stuff. Because, you know, in NBA and in uh, NFL, they don't really be singing besides, you know, they're saying defense and stuff like that. But <laughs> college, college-wise, I went to Texas A&M. Them getting out, them guys, that's different. Like, Texas A&M, um, the crowd is rowdy. You know, we be chanting through the whole games. We got the Yale leaders, and we learn all the different chants and stuff like that. So Texas, at Texas A&M, with college football, that's like the closest I got to, like, a, a soccer atmosphere. but it was more rowdy than FC Dallas, but it's just because FC Dallas, Dallas don't have that like super yeah. big fan base like that. So, yeah, FC. It, it I mean, cool. uh, Texas A and M is is one of those schools and has one of those atmospheres that is similar to some of these like European yeah. soccer stadiums where it's just intense all game. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's you're pretty lucky to be been able to go there. Uh, what about you? Actually attended uh, the USA versus Grenada game in Austin. Uh, that was your first U.S. Men's National Team game in person. I'm assuming. What was it like seeing the national team up close, and what made you decide to actually go to that game? 
Man, it was that was uh, it felt good to be there. I sat there right on the 50. I was like real close and everything. I went all the way up there. I was like right on the 50 to see all these players in person. And then the supporter section was like right there. But the thing I was I low-key was kind of salty. I'm like, damn, I want to be over there in the supporter section, like just being there cheering and like the whole time. Cause it's like the supporter section was sitting there like cheering the whole time while everybody else, like towards the 50, was just like sitting on their hands, you know, not chanting and stuff like that. So, but in terms of the game, that was that was that was a great game, you know. Uh, my boy Jesus Ferreira, FC Dallas product, you know, he went off that game. But um the reason the the uh you said why I went to it? Yeah, yeah, why'd you decide to go to that game? Oh, because it was in Texas in Austin. <laughs> so any game that's in Texas, I'm gonna try to go. Like the um I know Man City in America coming in Houston. So, I'm gonna try to go to that and I'm also go to the uh, Barcelona Juventus at the Cotton Bowl because it's like right here. So I'm trying to go to all, any game that I can to try and, you know, experience as most as I can. Well, the big thing that's on the horizon is the World Cup. I mean, uh, November of 2022, the, the U.S. is going to be heading to Qatar. Uh, you mentioned that you kind of caught the some of the World Cup in, in 2018 uh, whenever you caught some of the Croatia game. But this one, I think you're going in as like an actual soccer fan. Oh, like, yeah, What are your yeah. kind of expectations and, and what are you looking forward to with this World Cup? Man, when it comes to expectations, I want us to make it out the group stage, at least make it to the elimination stages. That's that's what I want them to do, just so I can just just talk talk back to my fans, talk that trash. And you know, I, I'm all, I'm a homer. I, I root for everything where I'm from. Like I root for all Dallas teams, the Cowboys, Rangers, whatever, whatever. And when it comes to soccer, a lot of people just do straight. Like even it's, it's some Americans out there that just follow straight European teams mm -hmm. and whatnot in national team so i'm just i'm all usa baby that's what it is and i and i'm a usa home and i'm gonna talk trash whenever like i made a video saying that usa go get three points off england that's just how i'm feeling that's just how i think that's how everybody everybody thinks yeah, that we're yeah. gonna beat england man we just have this thing in the united states that we always feel like we could beat england and and if you're an fc dallas fan i mean that's the team to, to be a fan of because you got Weston McKinney, Chris Richards, um, let's see, uh, uh, Pepe, uh, Jesus well, Ferreira, Reggie Cannon. Uh, I mean, like half the team has uh, Paul Areola has uh, FC Dallas yeah. ties oh. if he actually makes it. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. yeah. Pepe so, too. Uh, <laughs> so I, I think the last part to kind of just bring it around is uh, with with the World Cup coming in and, and all your experience. What do you think that the world what what kind of impact do you think that the World Cup is going to have on uh, fan culture in the United States? Do you think there's more people out there like you that are uh, that that are going to become fans of the sport uh, through more exposure? Definitely, especially if we make the knockout stages, and if we beat England, I feel like if we beat England, that will like set it off for real, for real. That's like turning a new page, beating a team, beating a national team that's as stout as England is. I feel like if we beat them, that will turn a new page, get a lot of new exposure. If we make the knockout rounds. A lot of new exposure, especially if we end up winning a game in the knockout rounds too. It's like I feel like it, it would explode. It would explode, man. It, especially because yeah, we a young team too. So it, yeah, the, yeah, that's a pretty high bar, man. Winning a knockout it game. Is, I mean, that would yeah. make you. That, there's only eight <laughs> teams that get to do that. So yeah, you yeah. get to the quarterfinal. That's pretty difficult. But the U.S. has yeah. fared well against England in the World Cup in the past. I mean, last time they played, they tied them. Uh, yeah, it took a pretty crazy Clint Dempsey goal. Uh, mm -hmm. I, 
I feel like we had another good result against England that I, I can't remember right now off the top of my head. Uh, but yeah, the expectations are high. What about not just the United States, but are, are there other players and teams that you're kind of following uh, heading into the World Cup? Um, the games that I'm going to watch, basically, well, of course, France. I'm going to watch France games. Basically, all the big countries with all the, the main characters, if you put it like that. All the top, the top tier countries, basically. Yeah, absolutely, man. I'm I'm excited about it as well. You know, France, Germany, England, Brazil is just so, always so oh, much yeah, fun Brazil, to watch. And yeah, Argentina yeah. with uh, Messi looking like he's going for his last run uh, yeah. is going to be super exciting. Uh, DeBracco, I want to thank you for coming on. This has been a lot of fun. It's it's always one of the main goals with this channel and, and with this community is getting more fans into the sport and kind of growing it and getting the opportunity to kind of talk to you and kind of uh, seeing the sport from like an outsider's eyes and, and, and fresh eyes has been a really cool experience. So I appreciate you for coming on. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me, man. I had a good time. Guys, thank you so much for watching. If you're new to the channel, hit the subscribe button, hit the like button, all that good stuff. Uh, on behalf of the Bronco, my name is Sam, and this is the Yank Report brought to you by Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.